Hey, I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. We're the host of True Believers, a comic book podcast, our weekly show about all things comics. Welcome to our seventh episode. In episode six, we discussed the young adult graphic novel, Teen Titans Raven, which was amazing. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about the master of Kung Fu, which is Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is a Marvel Comics character conceived as an unparalleled hand-to-hand fighter and the greatest living master of Kung Fu. Marvel Comics sought to capitalize on the early 70s Kung Fu craze that rose in the United States as a response to the massive commercial success of martial arts movies coming out of Hong Kong. And as such, they attempted to get the license to make comic books based on the show Kung Fu starring David Garradine, but were unable to because Kung Fu was owned by Warner Communications, which owns DC Comics. Now, Shang-Chi is loosely based on the lead character of Kung Fu, Kwai Chang Kang, the orphan son of an American man and a Chinese woman who was raised in a monastery and trained to become a Shaolin master. Shows about him going to America in search of his half-brother and stopping in various places, using his kung fu skills to help people with their troubles. It's like a Western, but with kung fu. Andrew, have you ever seen the show Kung Fu? Um, No, but I do know everything in the 70s specifically was about Asian people was very, very racist. So I can only imagine how bad this one was. Okay. So I actually know a lot about the show Kung Fu because I've watched most. Well, I don't want to say most of it. I've watched like most of the first season. Um, because, you watched it? Yeah, oh, I've seen it before because oh. I was obsessed with the movie Kill Bill. Well, I was obsessed with Kill Bill Volume 2 and I had never heard of David Carradine before until I was watching it once um, in high school. And my dad is like, walks up and he's like, oh, Kung Fu. And I was like. Yeah, I guess I don't know if they're doing Kung Fu. I don't know anything about martial arts. And he's like, no, that's the guy from Kung Fu. And like we had this whole back and forth where he explains to me that this white man in yellow face played a half Asian, half white character (laughs) who was living. My dad, like most black men his age and honestly, most black men who become dads, they're obsessed with like Westerns and martial arts movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was like, no, it's like a Western, but they're doing Kung Fu and he's just going around. And I don't really think he knew Kung Fu. Like he was talking so much noise about it that I eventually like years later, I've never forgot about it. And when I was laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, I actually started watching it. I didn't pay or anything. So like you can't get mad at me. But when I tell you it is. I don't even know how to tell you that it's racist, but it is. And like, he's constantly making this face where it's like, this is my I'm Asian face. And then like, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I really don't know what else to say to you about this show. Um, Shang-Chi, like Kwai Chang Kane, is half white and half Chinese. Um, His dad is his dad. And his mom is like a white American (laughs) lady. Um. It the fact that the show Kung Fu is very racist, it sets the tone for the rest of this episode because well, everything's gonna be really racist. I mean, this was a character created in the 70s by Marvel, and it because it, it is was, a product of its time. Exactly. That's a good way to say it, yes. Because this was um this because they made this because of the whole kung fu craze that was happening in the 70s and 80s, which in itself was kind of racist a lot of it you know what well, i mean what was racist it wasn't like the kung fu craze itself was racist like it's because the movies were it. coming from like hong kong like the hong kong cinema that's really cool don't get me wrong i love a lot mm-hmm. of those movies but what happened in america as a result of this that, that was the racist part yeah because you know what happens when you americanize something else it just becomes really racist right all the time and that's exactly what happened with 
uh, Shang-Chi and the Kung Fu show. Shang-Chi's first appearance was in special Marvel edition number 15 in 1973, but he would go on to star in his own title, Master of Kung Fu, until it was canceled in 1983. Um, And these special Marvel editions, basically, they're like extended previews. So people were like to for people to like write in or like express interest in something. And they're like, okay, well, I guess now it's going to be a comic. The people said. Along with being the world's greatest living Kung Fu master, a master of mental and emotional discipline, and exceptionally skilled with various weapons, Shang-Chi is the son of the diabolical criminal mastermind Dr. Fu Manchu, a character who was licensed by Marvel Comics but created by English author Sax Romer, who featured the character in more than 10 novels that were filled to the brim with some of the most uh, vile bigotry. And uh, xenophobia, which is the fear of Chinese people, I've ever seen in my life. It's it's disgustingly racist. And the storytelling relies heavily on yellow peril, which is the fear of East Asian people as a threat to the established white Western world. Andrew, you did not know about Fu Manchu before researching for this episode, did you? Um, I wasn't really familiar with uh, Shang-Chi as a character at all. So, no. No, I mean, the, the Fu Manchu thing, it, it exceeds Shang-Chi. It's all, when I tell you, when you said everything from the 70s and 80s was really racist, would I tell you, if you Google Fu Manchu right now, you will find movies, you will find art, you will find, like, it's in the zeitgeist, and it's just never gone away. So it crazy. is. But- and then what's crazy is that it's not even, like, you know when some people do things that are racist and it's like because they don't know and well i mean it's still racist but it's like Mm -hmm. you're just like okay and then you can move on i was reading the wikipedia page for the fu manchu books by the author guy and he literally said that the reason why he got the idea for these books was because he he asked a ouija board how he was going to make his fortune and it spelled out c-h-i-n-a-m-a-n china man yeah and that's a slur no. against asian people so no. um yeah yeah christian that, that's so bad <laughs> that was on the wikipedia page and i was like what and then i just i didn't i don't know how true that is because you know people what i firmly i believe that wikipedia is awesome and i it's really hard to edit a wikipedia article so i believe most of the stuff in there is valid but also i was unwilling to look up anything else about this man after finding that out I believe um, it though. That's the worst part. Is like right off the bat, I totally believe that he named the character plausible. Fu Manchu. Like, come on. First of all, I don't even think that's a real name. I think that's like being named Cho Chang or something. Where it's it's, just, he was just like sounds Asian and then moved on. I think that's exactly from what we've learned about this. I think that's probably exactly what happened. I just kind of imagine like an archaic form of Google, and he just types in like China words, and then he sees Fu Manchu, and he's like, "Oh, that's the name we're using." It's funny that you would say that. And I will talk about exactly why later. Um, although he's the son of Fu Manchu and Shang-Chi grew up unaware of his father's crimes, believing his father to be an honorable and righteous man. So because of this, when he was like 19 or 20, he went willingly on an assignment from his father to assassinate one of his father's enemies, assuming that they were evil. Andrew, I know you're, you have been waiting. You've been waiting to talk about this for a fucking hot minute. Okay, so I actually... <laughs> I wasn't too familiar with the character of Shang-Chi before this, but when I started reading up on him, I actually really liked him, you know? I remember, Oh, uh, no, it's dope. Except yeah, for the racism. Really, except for the racist part, but if, once you get past that part, he becomes, like, his own character that's really good, right? When Shang-Chi was growing up, he his dad basically was like, we're going to teach you to be, like, a great martial art fighter, right? Everything. Like, they taught him how to meditate and whatever, which 
I've always why why is it every time that you have an Asian character they always want to do know how to meditate and like you know what I mean? Well, they, they I would like very... to say that it's because meditation is incredibly fulfilling and can be helpful towards your general yes. mental state. I don't know. I feel like that's the only thing that they vaguely know about Asian people. They were like so. Asian people meditate. I don't even think and I don't think focuses... most people meditate now. I I just I think people meditate, but I feel like at the time they were like, all we know is Asian people meditate and they focus on their chi. Now, what is chi? Could they tell you? No. No, nobody can tell you what your chi is. They're like, okay, there's chakra, there's chi, and Asian people love it. I think that's all that they knew about Asian people. That's the only thought that went into this. Yeah. So, as such, Shang-Chi has a lot of chi, you know? and. He meditates and whatever. He's a great martial art fighter. That's what his dad spends his whole life teaching him. And like you said, when he was on ni- 19, he was sent to go kill one of his father's enemies. And, you know, he thinks his dad's a good dude. You know, he's grown up with this guy. He thinks he's a good guy. So he goes to go kill his enemy, who is Dr. How do you say it? It's Petrie. From Petrie. These are all characters that are that are from the Sykes Romer books, which is why uh, a lot of Chung Chi's early adventures have not been or can't be reprinted because they're all like licensed to the books or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want I want you guys to all know that he's not only sent to assassinate this man, he kills him. He kills this old man in bed. Yeah, he straight up just kills him dead. And then um dead as hell. Dead as hell. Dead as hell. Afterwards, though, he meets a, a character named Dennis Nayland Smith, and he just goes by Smith for short. And he's a British operative. So this man, Smith, basically shows Shang-Chi everything his father's been doing. Because his father is a criminal mastermind. He spilled the tea. Everything. Because he's been alive for hundreds of years. Like, he took a potion or some kind of elixir that elongated his life. So he just doesn't die. You know, crazy stuff. So Smith tells him everything. So, you know, Shang-Chi's a good guy. So he kind of is like, okay, my dad's evil. I can't be working for an evil man, you know what I mean? So he teams up with Smith, and Smith is the leader of MI6, which is a British secret intelligence service, if you didn't know that, because <laughs> I didn't know that, and Christian got of... And then the fact that you had the nerve to say it was M16, I was like, what? I yeah, was like, I what's M16? Where is that? Like a fucking airplane, right? I, but... I don't know. I don't know shit about planes. Yeah, I know, because remember, you kept calling B-15 an airplane. Like, and... well, I kept calling it B-52, and a B-52 is a plane. That's what it was. You're like a Boeing B-52. Love her. <laughs> so, um, where was I? So Smith was, you know, he joined Smith and um Well, he won't I-6. join. He's like, I'm a team up with y'all, but I'm not joining. He joined, oh, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I guess. He doesn't really join because he doesn't ever want to be a part. He doesn't want a crew like that. You know, his dad's crew is bad. I'm just saying. So he works with MI6 and they work to take down his father, you know. And yeah, after they stop his father, though, because like, he kills his dad, he kills his dad. <laughs> he's like, all right, so now that my dad's dead, I guess I don't need you guys anymore. And he kind of dips out. But while he was there, he met um, some other members of MI6, like Black Jack Tar and Clive Reston, who become um, pretty significant characters in his story. You know, they become friends with him, even though they didn't like him at first, they become friends with him. Also, his name is like, I think it's funny that his name is just Jack Tar and they call him like Black Jack Tar. So I had to like, I had to do some more research because I was like, let me make sure this character is not black because I would not put it past them. That would have been. But they call him Black Jack and his name is Tar. It's Jack Tar. I I don't. Yeah. 
I don't think he had a reason for it, didn't he? I can't quite remember. I don't remember if it's for gambling or just because his last name is Tar, but either way, he wasn't black. So I was excited. Yeah. But, you know, he becomes one of Shang-Chi's really good friends, along with Clive Reston. He meets another uh, secret agent there whose name is Lee Koo Woo. And he he gets feelings for her later on. That's his girl. Yeah, that's his girl, you know. I think it should also be said, though, because remember (laughs) how this is really racist? So obviously, Liku is the only other like Asian person there. So of course, that's his love interest because that's all they know how to do. But you know what? Sometimes that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I had watched Daria and Jody and what's his name were not together, I would be upset. I'd be like, okay, um, y'all hate black love. Like on one hand, don't feel like you need to pair the only two people of color off together. Because they're the same color. But on the other hand... It, sometimes it makes sense. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, I it get depends it. on how sexy they are. I think this one was one of the times, though, where it was just, you know, yeah, that's that the only other Asian crazy. character we have, so we had to do it. It's the only way this makes sense. The 70s were a different time. Not a good time, but a different time. So anyways, um, so he moves on from... He like he has his little love interest with Liku now, and they, but he's moved on from MI6. He doesn't want to be a part of him anymore. Like he's not trying to join any gang like that. You know what I mean? So I love how you said he's not trying to join any gang because when I tell you this man has been on every superhero team, he has had every superhero team up you could find. He's teamed up with Falcon, with Spider Man, Moon Knight, the X Men, Daredevil. He is part of the Heroes for Hire. The is he in the Marvel Knights? Yeah, he's in the Marvel Knights for a little bit. Really, yeah. this MF just joined Agents of Atlas. Like <laughs> he keeps joining different groups, and then like even after he, because Heroes for Hire is, is disbanded at one point, but then he comes back and he's like, he doesn't recreate it, but he's one of the new founding members of Heroes for Hire again. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but this man doesn't want to join anything. He, he's he's like, commitment issues, you know what I mean? It's like every time I think about him and this not joining team stuff, because like when I tell you, I've never known a lot about this character except that I was like, everything in his history is probably vaguely racist. And then I just mentally moved on. But I see him in the background of everything. So I like, I, yes. I've seen a lot, but yeah. not enough to know that he was the son of Fu Manchu because that threw me for a loop. I wasn't Same. expecting that. Before <sighs> we did all the research on him, like I've always seen him in the background of other things. Like, and he shows up randomly. So I, w- I knew who he was, you know, but I didn't really know much about him. And come to find out just because he like pops in and out of groups all the time. Literally, okay, hold on. I think the heroes of for hire when I think when they broke up the last time, I'm pretty sure it's because Shang-Chi's dad actually shows up again. Like this man yeah. won't die. Yeah, and so that like makes every sense. Other, yeah, every other Marvel villain, this man just doesn't die. So that's basically what Shang's whole main villain is, is his dad just keeps coming <laughs> back to life. Like that's villain is like, your dad. What are you, Aquaman? <laughs> And then you kill him too, and you, you kill him again, and you kill him again. This man will not stay dead. Who are and, you, Cassandra Kane? Exactly. <laughs> and it's not like it's never like a good solid reasoning either. Like every time he comes back, it's usually something completely fucking different. And it's like just let this man stay dead. Shung is just trying to be happy. You know what I mean? Like, and he literally tries to be happy so many times. Like he's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna settle down with my girl, and it doesn't work out. It didn't work out because Shung, you know, when your daddy keeps co- your evil dad keeps coming back to life, you kind of have um, a little daddy. bit of daddy issues, you know, <laughs> you know. So he's not always emotionally ready 
so emotionally that's kind of don't try it like no and then wait, this man has daddy issues severe daddy issues the worst part about this is that he has other love interests when they reformed the heroes for hire um during civil war he got a new love interest um, oh yeah Maria well Vasquez. first well it's important to say that liku ends up marrying clive reston which was shane chung's friend yeah so she's loving the crew yeah and you know so he gets a little bit mad and he just tries to go she off homie hopped i you know i didn't even put that together she homie hopped but he you know did. what that was There's one of his best friends because sometimes the homie that you're with is the ugliest friend in the group yeah but not in shung's case yeah he's hot okay. yeah okay so yeah after the he... clive reston though is not as good looking as shang chi so like even just looking at pictures and it's a picture i'm like that's a drawing but yeah. still the drawing is fine and you look average I know she left Shung for him. Whatever. So poor Shung, he's just trying to go live his little life of solitude again because he's like, oh. "Fuck these guys! I don't, I don't want." Because he doesn't like gangs, you know. He's not trying to join any group, <laughs> so he goes to try to be by himself again, which doesn't work out. And you then know? joins the heroes for hire again, and then he gets with Marie Vasquez, um, also known as Tarantula. What's Horrible funny about name. this is that Andrew <laughs> thought that this, like, well, before we started reading, Andrew thought this was a human spider woman, and I. <laughs> like a giant spider because this article that i'm reading at this was like one of the first articles i read just says that he gets with female tarantula and i'm sitting here like what you mean (laughs) female tarantula (laughs) because you know oh my god would that make him like a furry but for spiders that's what see that's what i'm thinking you know and you know i wonder like because there's a spider-man that has more like spider-like traits if you are with that spider-man are you like a fight a spider furry does that make you a fighter um, or a spurry? I don't like that, you know. But you know, regardless. So he's anyway, with... there's there's more than <laughs> one tarantula. That's why the article said female tarantula audience. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, she's not a very well known character, but because she's only in the Heroes for Hire, and which I didn't read the recreated Heroes for Hire, but you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm pretty so, sure she dies. I didn't really like it. So not in like not in a mean way, like how I hate Court of Owls. I just it wasn't for me. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she dies or something. And Chung Chi doesn't take it well. So Well, yeah, because it was one of the teammates named Humbug. He betrays her to the enemy and she gets absolutely tortured and whatever. And Shang Chi, like you just said, does not take it very well. So he just beats the shit out of Humbug and ends up killing him. And you know, that's when he leaves and he's he- like I gotta, I gotta focus on myself again. <laughs> you know, I can't be. I'm going through some things, y'all. Like I said, this man's got severe daddy issues. Like he's not the person you want to be fucking around with. But and I think so you... that's basically I... where we're at with Shang Chi. Like after that point, he he fights against Nazi Cap, which is one of the worst stories that Marvel has ever written by far. So basically, comic book Shang though, like. He tries. He tries real hard. He's one of the master of kung fu. He knows kung fu. He's great with all kinds of weapons. Um, I think there's even one point where he can like make clones of himself. You know. Yes, he gets yeah. a power upgrade, which I don't know if we're gonna see that in the movie. Probably not. But probably by like movie two or three. I don't know. Simu is really fine, so I would like to see multiple movies. I plan on going to yep. go see Shang Chi. Um, oh yeah. And so I don't know. I saw the trailer, and he's definitely obviously going to be the master of kung fu. You know. So I'm and excited very for it. fine. Very I wouldn't care fine. if the movie was booty butt cheeks though. So like maybe I'm not a good arbiter of taste in this case because if the main character is fine, do I care about the quality? No, I went and saw both GI Joe movies, and I'm gonna go see Snake Eyes. 
No. I love the G.I. Joe movies. I can't even try to front. No, you. I didn't like the second one. They made me mad when they killed off uh, Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans in like the first 10 minutes. I was like, bitch, do you think this is Chris Brown and Stop the Yard? Y'all ain't finna bait me. <laughs> I, I should have got up left and asked for my money back after that because I was pissed. Anyway, back on Shang-Chi. After the initial cancellation of Master of Kung Fu, the issues with like the licensing problems... Uh, with the Sax Romer characters, they made it really difficult for Marvel to collect his early adventures and trade paperbacks. Because while the side characters, um, they're not owned by Disney Marvel. Although the way Disney is going, they're Thanos snapping their way into owning everything. So that's the that's the Disney way. They learn from Thanos, you know. I'm just I like, am you know, inevitable. <laughs> oh my god! Can we make that like a meme right there? Because that is not wrong. That is exactly Marvel. I can't believe we just did that. I'm kind of amazed. Um, also, because of the I, bad races. Like, they can't reprint yeah. those early issues because they're dumb races. Um, and I'm glad there's somebody so with bad. some sense, which was, I looked it up, it's Ed Brubaker. He retconned the Fu Manchu thing into it being an alias and made Shang-Chi's father's real identity, um, Zheng Zhu. Yeah. Um, an immortal ancient Chinese sorcerer, which still which has makes- little tint of racism to it because well because of the obvious reason and he's it's the head a of lot the... better than you know Fu Manchu, Fu Manchu the only Asian word you can think of like that that's so bad but so <laughs> yeah it was so racist even if you look up just if you like... google Fu Manchu right now you're gonna see a lot of white men in yellow face in the most mm-hmm. egregiously like offensive horribly racist you can think of yeah and if you even look up like the 70s like shang chi just looking at it you can tell that these were made by racist people and like what's funny is that some of the things i'm like i know the person who was making this did not think of themselves as a racist but this is a racial character you know what okay i'm gonna say something probably controversial right now but it's very gwen stefani like with her Harajuku <laughs> girls, you know what I mean? How she came back and she's like, I love Asian people. And that's exactly what they did with the master of Kung Fu, Shang-Chi, in the 70s. I hate that you're right about that. Oh my saying. God, I hate that you're right about that. Because she's, you know, Gwen Stefani looks at it and she's like, I'm not racist, I love Asian people. And they did the exact same thing in the 70s. Thank God for Ed Brubaker, because when he came back, he was just like, he might have been an immortal ancient Chinese sorcerer, but he was also the head of the Five Weapons Society, so he was just like a regular crime boss. I was like, okay, we're on regular crime now. Um, it's it's like some some League of Assassins type shit where they're a secret organization of martial artists and assassins made up of... They have five houses, which I think is really cool, each dedicated mm-hmm. to one weapon. And I'm not really sure what all of them are because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't care. There was a five-part Shang-Chi series that came out like last year, probably in preparation for this movie. And I skimmed it to be ready for this episode. When I tell you I did not read it at all, I didn't. Um, I know that they've got at least the the hammer, at least the saber. I'm pretty sure they have uh, nunchaku, don't they? I don't know. But I know that they have the hand. And I think the hand is the lead of the thing. Of mm-hmm. the entire thing because they're all represented by different people. And in the miniseries, they wanted Shang-Chi to come lead the Five Weapons Society as Brother yeah. Hand. Which I do makes know sense that they made because he's a hand-to-hand fighter. Right. And I know that they made him an expert, or his dad wanted him to be an expert of all five weapons too. 
like that's why he's so good with weapons but he's like a hand-to-hand fighter is his like primarily that's yeah, his thing that's his main choice of weapon is his own hands which that's fucking badass when Are you, you need them, all you need is them hands can't nobody tell you <laughs> Honestly, nothing you can't be my ass though like you have a sword and my i still want to fight hand-to-hand like come on that's badass first of all if i'm holding a sword or a gun or any kind of weapon and somebody puts their dukes up and they're not scared i'm scared i'm running i'm not i'm not, I'm not. <laughs> um so the five weapon society basically is like an evil cult-like criminal organization with the aim of world dominant domination now mm-hmm. but when it was created by um Zhu and his Zheng brother Zheng Yi and their disciples the deadly warriors it was to protect china but now they're taking over the world. What happened to the original plot of the movie? Because I read that and I was like, how do y'all get from point A to point Z? Because y'all didn't, all them 24 letters in the middle, y'all didn't hit them. What happened was Zhang Yi died, which kind of sent Zhang Zhu a little bit crazy, you know? A lot bit crazy because he tried man, to save his brother by giving him like a potion that was supposed to save him. And his brother's like, no, I'm not taking it. So he takes it, which is, partially why he can live so long it's crazy yeah it's the elixir of immortality i believe and yeah i don't know well as of the oh i think actually the miniseries came out in 2021 so i have to look that up later that'll be in the notes but now shang chi is the head (laughs) of the five weapon society and they're serving you know the good of mankind um most and he has siblings and most of them are members of the five weapon society like he has his full sister um Shihua, um, his brother Takashi, and Esme, his sister. Um, he just meets them, them last two, but he had been looking for his sister for like a long time. Um, he also has another sister, um, Bao Yu. Uh, and she is she got renamed from being one of the Sax Romer characters. I think her name was uh Follow Sweet. Yes. Yeah, yes, Follow Sweet. And, and he had a brother named uh Moving Shadow, which was his father's attempt to make a conscienceless conscienceless not conscienceless like like he's in a coma or something i mean like he has no conscience. morals yeah. yeah uh version of shang chi he dead as hell like, honestly though moving shadow is kind of a badass name like yeah. if someone came at me and was like my name's moving shadow i'm like you I'm win like, oh. i'm not i'm, I'm yeah, not, I'm not fighting somebody one. named moving shadow that's too much especially if it's shang chi but with no morals you know what i mean no consciousness but you know what he ain't got no hands to be shang chi with because <laughs> shang chi beat the i promise you he beat the brakes off him and then he kills him doesn't he no he doesn't kill him the dad kills him he's like mm, you couldn't defeat my other son you gotta go and i don't know if moving shadow was like like actually like birthed or if he's like a clone of shang chi i don't remember i don't, I don't remember shang but... zhu was like a horribly powerful sorcerer in this so i imagine he probably just did some magic shit like in previous MCU projects, um, slight changes have been made it's made to Chung Chi's origin story for the like this upcoming movie that we are mm-hmm. getting ready to talk about. Um, it was rumored for a while and then confirmed in the first trailer for the upcoming movie that he was going to appear as the son of the Mandarin. And the Mandarin is one of my favorite Marvel villains and an evil master of the Ten Makluan Rings. Andrew, did you ever watch Iron Man Armored Adventures? Um yes yes i did like the animated show yeah, i was that, yeah, obsessed to think about it. with it and when i heard that this movie was called shang chi and the legend of the ten rings i immediately knew who has ten rings the man yeah we've talked about this because we 
we saw like the poster where the rings are around his wrist and or like his forearm rather well i saw the one where they're around him like uh sonic rings first and i counted i was like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten rings now yeah, then we thought about it. Then we were like, but the Mandarin wears them on his hands. So we we were kind of sitting fingers, there like, like they're yeah. regular rings. Rings. Yeah. So we sat there for a minute are we, and we were like, is this going to be the Mandarin again? And I think, I don't remember how we got to it, but we definitely established with each other that it was going to be the Mandarin before it was even confirmed because and that's just how good we are. I was dumb excited because when I, my favorite, the Mandarin is also a little bit of an Orientalist uh, like character. He's an Iron Man villain. Um, he first appeared in, I think, 1964, which should tell you all you need to know. But like the Mandarin, yeah, as he has evolved, as he's depicted in like various like Iron Man Armored Adventures and like uh, just newer comic books, I like people who are just evil, like just straight up. Like uh, he's not yeah. evil for any kind of bad or sympathetic reason. He's just evil. Yeah. Or, well, actually, no, he. I should probably explain that he's not really just evil, um, although he is just evil. The, man- <laughs> the Mandarin's first appearance was in Tales of Suspense number 50, which is in 1964. He primarily appears as an Iron Man antagonist, which I said um, he's really cool. He's the ma- one of the world's greatest scientists. He's a proficient martial artist, and he's an all-around athlete. His real name? We don't know. Unknown. We don't know. And do we need to know? No. He's a direct descendant of Genghis Khan, who was born in China to a wealthy father who lost everything in the communist revolution. Um, in, a, in the fictional Forbidden Valley of Spirits, the Mandarin found a crashed starship containing the 10 alien power rings from the planet Maklu 4, containing the souls and abilities of fallen Makawans that corrupted him and put him on the path to conquer the earth and bring them back to life. Now... Like- what the hell that is amazing like can you imagine just finding 10 magic rings because each one has its own power you know yeah um but what's funny is he didn't just happen upon the rings there was a there was a survivor of the crash there was this guy um who's an interstellar explorer and he just happened to be a makawan who like begged him don't take the rings and he took the rings yeah he's warned him but honestly though if i was in the mandarin's position i would have taken the rings too like you can't tell me like these rings have crazy magic powers and expect me not to wait he didn't even he didn't even tell him he just was like he was like don't take these rings and he's like i do what i want anyway so he just lets this guy die and he's like i'm gonna take the rings and the rings and these rings were styling too i get it Exactly, because like 10 finger rings, like a ring you could wear for every finger. And they the look Mandarin, nice. They had jewels on them. Like, yes. And he showed up and showed out. king. Exactly. I get it. I'm just, I, I would have done it. I, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying I understand. And then the exactly. rings, like each ring has its own power. One of them controls the minds of other people. Another can arrange, rearrange matter. One can fire a disintegration beam. Uh, one can create a vortex. One produces deadly gas. Another one creates ice blasts. One discharges electricity. One makes flames. One makes bursts of blinding light, and another one makes clouds of darkness. Right. That so if is you thought, let's think. Right. You think Thanos is uh fucking what are they called? Does Infinity He's Stones? Gauntlet. You thought that was cool. Like this man is first of all showing up, showing out. These rings look nice, and has you're basically like all powerful at that point. Exactly. Who's going to say anything to you except Nobody. Iron Man? Um, <laughs> and then, speaking of Iron Man, Iron Man Adventures, like, so in the comics and in the show, and as we were talking about earlier, the rings appear as regular hand finger sized rings. But in the trailer for Shang-Chi, they're worn on the arms, which is, I'm not sure if that was just to visually like differentiate them from Thanos's 
dumbass love or the really cool jewelry that Brie Larson and Scarlett Johansson were wearing at the Infinity War premiere, which was really cool. Um, or because Makuans, do you know what a Makuan is? Yeah, those were those little aliens that are essentially just huge dragons. Big ass dragons. They are big ass lizard people. So I'm wondering if the rings are like Makuan size. Or See, like my thought would have been like they just wanted us to um just to throw us off from the Mandarin. But then like the first trailer told us it was about the Mandarin. So I really don't know. Here's the thing. You know what my real theory is? Oh God, I, don't, uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. But It's that Simu Liu is so damn fine. And they wanted to, us to see those big rings around his muscular arms. And they wanted us to think, think thoughts about stuff. What stuff, Christian? What stuff? Child, children listen to this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> see, I knew that's where it was going. I knew this is where it was going. <laughs> anyway, the Mandarin was teased in Iron Man 3. And again, in the Marvel short, All Hail the King, that I just watched um, last night with Trevor Slattery, played by ben, ben Kingsley, who is not Asian. He's a washed up, strung out actor who played an imposter Mandarin and then claimed to represent the Ten Rings terrorist group, which I figure is an, is analogous towards like, you know, the Mandarin's evil organization and now the Five Weapons Society come when combined with Shang-Chi's father. Um, that was the biggest disappointment of my young life because everybody who's ever had a conversation with me knows that I'm not the biggest fan of the Iron Man movies. Even though I like the right. way that they're made, I just don't enjoy the plots. Um, but Iron Man 3 is the greatest disappointment of my young life because I heard that the Mandarin was in it. When I tell you, I was salivating. I was ready to get in that theater, baby. And when I did not see no Mandarin, and I don't watch movie trailers and I've never been into them. So I was like, what happened to the original plot of the movie? Yeah, because that Mandarin was, it was... I don't even want to say loosely based off of the comic book version because it wasn't. It, it was, was like completely different. Have you ever but seen I the think... movie Galaxy Quest? And this is related. No. Okay, not. so in Galaxy Quest, um, Tony Shalhoub, who plays like Mr. Monk on Monk and Mr. Minion in Spy Kids. And I don't know, he's just in a lot of things. You've definitely seen him somewhere before. Um, he plays this guy named Fred Kwan, who's like an actor and he's probably like a pothead or something. And they inch- they since the show was like made in like the 80s or whatever he said like obviously i'm not gonna play like asian character like that's wrong um but he's he's playing the the guy who's supposed to be the asian guy and that's exactly how the mandarin was played in iron man 3 it was vaguely orientalist yeah. it was it, it was like it was like i was a kid then and i was like this is inappropriate but i don't really know why and i think if they would have put the real mandarin in the mcu that early like he is too powerful of a character to be that early you know what i mean it's like what they're doing now with kang even though i personally don't want to see kang in the mcu even though i really like john jonathan major's portrayal so far and i'm really excited to see anything that could come out of kang i it was a thing i, I don't believe that the avengers they don't have enough stuff behind them to yeah. make me believe that they could defeat kang and honestly in no way do i think that iron man from the mcu is touching the Mandarin. Like, literally, Honestly, I don't think you could put your hands on him. Especially in Iron Man 3, whenever he was still trying to figure out how to be Iron Man, you know? Like, he could not even step a toe. Do you think you have Mandarin. that mental discipline? No. To, 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 you want to bumble with the B, huh? Like we just said, these rings have insane power. Like, you can't, this this guy in his and little robot suit. He wears them all at the same time. Um, At one point, they were fused to his hands. And then yeah. he died. And then when he came back, they were fused to his spine. 
this man is beyond hardcore and when i saw him uh the fake mandarin in iron man 3 obviously it's supposed to be a lie like I don't remember what the even the plot was. One of Iron Man's other enemies, like they had the Mandarin thing going as a fake out. But I watched that All Hail to the King short that I had seen teased before. They tease you just the tiniest bit where this man, he's like interviewing him in jail. And he like is like, so so you don't know that the Mandarin and the Ten Rings are real. He's like, what? Oh, my God, that's so crazy. This guy pulls out a gun, kills everybody in the room. And it's like, I'm taking you to the Mandarin. <laughs> I was like, what? And I was just like, so you, so this happened a few years ago. So they teased me again about the Mandarin. And I hear that Ben Kingsley is going to be making an appearance in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So I, I feel like we're probably about to see like his decapitated head or something. Yeah. Cause that was, that was the one that played the fake Mandarin in Iron Man 3. So yes. he's going to make his appearance in the Shang-Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings. But that also makes me think and i guess we'll get more into it whenever we start talking about the mcu version or the oh, we're actual in movie coming we're out in the end game now <laughs> but um it now makes me like, two infinity war references in one yeah, i was actually kind of impressed like i didn't think you could do that <laughs> but i don't know what they're gonna like what are the rings gonna have the 10 powers though or are they just do they just kind of like boost shung cheese that's powers, one of you know? my biggest like concerns um, I want to talk about that a little bit more towards the end because we're right. still, I still want to say that I also believe that um, in the same way that the MCU's Wen Wu, which is an amalgamation of um, Shang-Chi's father and the comics Mandarin, is um, like a separate, like the same character, but combined together and separate. Um, I think that the MCU version of Shang-Chi is probably a combination of Shang-Chi himself and the Mandarin's canonical son, Temujin. But Temujin oh. is evil. Like, at one point, he was the leader of the... of He was the master of the Ten Rings, um, and he was, you know, the leader of the terrorist group. Yeah. Um, but Temujin is a martial artist who harnesses his chi to perform feats of incredible strength, speed, and agility. And I just... I feel like if they're going to combine the characters, this is what they're doing. Like they did in Guardians of the Galaxy, how they made um, like Nebula is like a space pirate or whatever, but she is the one that kills Thanos. Like she's the one who takes the infinity. Mm -hmm. Let me let me get off my soapbox. I've been on it all week. But so they made Nebula like actually part under Thanos's like umbrella. She's part of the regime. And what they did in Black Panther, where they made um, Njobu take the place of of T'Chaka's um, actual brother, Sion, who is like the Black Panther. Um, I, I guess a lot of people who never read the comics don't know that King T'Chaka does not ever make it to be old. Like he, he dies when he's probably like 30 right. and T'Challa is a young man. I mean, Sion is the Black Panther for years and years. And they made Killmonger his cousin, which was really interesting. I was, I was really deeply surprised when I went and saw the movie just because having been a comic book reader for years and years, I went into it thinking... I got this. I got the game sewn up. I know what's happening. I feel like Shang-Chi is about to pull something really, really yeah. cool out. I, I think Marvel does that, though, because people who do read the comics, they go in expecting to know exactly what's going to happen. I think Disney slash Marvel wants to mix it up so people will keep coming, you know, which I think is exactly what they're going to do with Shang-Chi. Um, I don't know if he'll be a combination of Timogen or what but i don't think he's going to be exactly like the shang chi in the comic books i don't think he will be i feel like because of the mandarin's influences i feel like they have to add something different to the character something just a tiny bit different to the character because clearly like as an adult man um we see in the trailer that he is um 
he's living life. Like I think he works at a valet, he's like valet car parking. Mm-hmm. He's going out to karaoke. He has a friend. Like he's living life in a way that Chun Chi is not able to in the comics. And his dad yeah. is like, okay, I gave you 10 years of living your life. It's time to come back. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And you know the Mandarin's super powerful, super rich too. So like he could and be like the Playboy son. Sexy. Yeah. Because Tony Leung, I think yeah. that's how you pronounce it. I, I hope I said it right. Sir. Sir. You know, I like that they didn't get like a really old guy to play the Mandarin too, because the Mandarin can live for. Does he live forever? He he could yes, probably. Right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either does, way. <laughs> I felt like that was another one of my complaints with Iron Man three. No offense to Ben Kingsley, I like Ben Kingsley. He's a good actor, but I wanted them to cast a zaddy as the Mandarin, like what they did with Black Manta in mm-hmm. um, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. If villain bad. Why sexy? I feel like if you are going to be feeling bad, why sexy? Yes, like Hayden Christensen in um, I really forgot the name Star Wars, and I tell you about Anakin Skywalker every two minutes. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is Eric Killmonger, Yaya Abdul Mateen as Black Manta. If villain bad, why sexy? We need to have some kind of moral ambiguity where we're like. I slowly started to become seducted by him. Like you need to un- be able un- to understand the it's allure of, of the dark side. That it's like I, you're, what you're doing is not right, but I support it. I see where you're. Coming Do I support from. it? I don't. I don't. I'm troubled. I don't I'm concerned. To. It's like I get it. I get it. I get why you have followers too. Like I get it. Exactly. Like I will follow you. Not maybe into terrorism, but at least on Instagram. <laughs> Okay, and now that we're sufficiently caught up on our bullshit and caught up to the MCU canon as displayed in the trailer, you have any predictions? Um, I think it's going to be, I, I mean, this part's kind of obvious that it's going to be his father's evil and that he wants to take down his father. I think that part's very, very obvious, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think, I hope that they have uh, Clive Reston and Tar in here, you know. Probably I don't not. know if he'll join, like, I think that they will. I don't think it's going to be uh, MI6, though. I don't think it's going to have any British operatives in here. But I do think that they'll bring those characters in somehow. Because those are, like, honestly, some of his only friends. I feel like if they go any way, they're going to have to, like... Because I feel like Marvel wants to... um, Even though Shang-Chi, like, his origins and stuff are, like, spinoffs of other characters, I feel like they do a lot now to establish that he is... um, like an independent character and i feel like because um those characters are from something rooted in racism i don't think they can use them so i think you might want to just give up and might you might want to start looking into his heroes for hire friend oh they're definitely not going to bring any heroes for hire or if they do it'll be just like a little easter egg um they might have liku Wu in there i could see that but i think she would be more powerful than just like a regular operative i think they'll give her like some kind of something you know to help yeah, maybe just like a really good martial art fighter, probably. But no, I'm going for superpowers. Um, I what I do you have any more predictions? Because mine are all really weird. Um, probably. I want to hear what you have to say, and I might just piggyback off of it. Okay, so you know Michelle Yeoh is one of my favorite actresses. She oh, yes. is excellent. Um, I forgot she was in this. Oh, yeah. They Super show her in the that. trailer, and a lot of people have been theorizing that she's his mom, which I mean would be kind of cool because, um, as this is like the first uh, Asian led Marvel movie, um, as this is like the first Asian led MCU movie, I, I think it would make sense for them to show somebody who is 
monoracial. So I, it, and they did show his mom and she was Asian, but I don't think it's Michelle Yeoh. I think Michelle Yeoh is, I think they're going to go the Annette Benning route. Like that was Annette Benning in Captain Marvel, right? Um, I, I Let's just say that it was. Um, yeah. And I'm going to put it in the notes if it wasn't. But Annette Benning um, played Marvel. Um, and as everybody knows in the comic books, like Marvel is like a guy. He's a, a Cree yeah. guy. But it was Annette Benning in the movies. And I was like, oh my God, it's Annette Benning. Like, I was really excited to see her. So I really hope it was Annette Benning. <laughs> because <laughs> if it wasn't Annette Benning in that movie, it was a, the movie that I saw right after Captain Marvel. Because I went and saw both movies with my mom. And I know one of them had Annette Benning in it. So I feel like that's probably going to be Michelle Yeoh but like one of the um they showed a dragon in the trailer and I know that in the comic books there is a great dragon protector of China and that person well it's 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 a Maklawan or they imply that it's a Maklawan dragon or whatever and the Maklawans can shape shift so it would be interesting if Michelle Yeoh was the protector of China and a Maklawan Oh, I like the way you went with that. I think that would be really interesting. That would be insane. I do think Michelle Yeoh is going to be somebody no, insanely powerful. Yeah, First well, of all, she it's always Michelle does. Yeoh. Like that's what she does. But I think she's going to be somebody. I don't think she's going to be his mom. I think she'll be somebody really powerful who probably helps him along the way somehow, some way, some form. I don't know. So that would make sense if it was a Makluan. I just Especially didn't think about because- that. Or she could be um, the explorer who was who like the Mandarin just let die and was like, I'm gonna take these rings. Um, do you think they'll give the Mandarin any background like that? Or do you think they'll just kind of like kind of show up and he's all, like, all right, I'm really powerful. The Mandarin really does. Like, I would like to see a little flashback of him uh, finding the rings. I would also like to see the Mandarin as an immortal sorcerer. Like, I think it'd be cool to show him in some old timey clothes, like, you know, find, finding the rings, being hot, young and sexy. I'm with it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But I, I don't they think do. they're going to show the the Ten Rings having ten separate powers. I think they're just going to make you super strong in the MCU. Yeah, I I unfortunately agree with you on that. Because if they did that, he would be more powerful than Thanos. And you know how they already made Thanos the most powerful. Like, I don't think they would mm, do that. Was he the most powerful before Kang, though? Hashtag Black Boy Joy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I had to inject a little bit of my foolishness. I do. I hope that they do make him very... Uh, the mandarin i hope that they make the mandarin kind of uh powerful sorcerer like jing zhu i really hope that they do that just because i think that part is really interesting i don't want him to be just the mandarin who has rings you know and i would really like to see like i I don't know i like a little bit of a period piece and i feel like actors who are already sexy when you put them in old-timey clothes they look even better so so you just want it to be a little bit thirsty that's what yeah yes and then you see him in the trailer wearing all them suits Mm. Oh, I know. See, I, know. I I know what I want to see out of a movie. I have a thoughts. I have a purpose. I have goals. Um, and I guess that's all for this week's episode of True Believers. We would also like to express our excitement and support for the upcoming movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings as the first Asian-led American superhero movie. So congratulations to the cast and the crew, the director, and Simu Liu, who is carrying the entire promotion of the movie on his back. Because if you have seen him out here in these... Um, promotional interviews man he's doing it's great. not just the promotional interviews it's the tiktok it's the instagram him yes. and big nasty like they and are... michelle y'all michelle yo i have seen them back to back to back he's all over twitter everything 
He's promoting this movie crazy. Is not promoting this movie at all. They have promoted what if Captain Carter more than literally anything else. They didn't even promote what if like that. What if T'Challa became Star Lord? Like they promoted Captain Mm -hmm. Carter and And Chadwick Boseman literally passed away. And I think this might be his last role ever. And they're literally promoting the Eternals, which doesn't come out till November more than they've been promoting this movie. So you know what? I I pray this movie does very well. I think it will. I don't think there's any question about it, but. I'm excited for this movie and congratulations to everybody in it and yes. who's been a part of it. And congratulations to us um, from you guys, <laughs> I guess. Thank you for all your support. We're going to see you next Wednesday, the 8th, where we'll be doing a mid-season review of Disney Plus's latest project, Marvel's What If. Ironic after I just talked all that shit about it. Um, we're available on all major streaming platforms except for Pandora. And if you'd like the show, please leave us a review and continue sharing with your friends. We really appreciate it. And as always, if you want to leave a suggestion on what we read or watch, you can find and DM us on Instagram at True Believers Pod and on Twitter at True Believers P, or you can even email us at one true believers pod at gmail.com. If you have any hate comments, direct them right to Andrew. I'll take it. Thank you guys. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs>